Welcome outside Froggy 92.9. For the first time ever, oh, you thought this show was called Inside Froggy 92.9. But in fact, we are outside Froggy 92.9 right now. Myself, Dino, Amber is on her porch. In, I'm uh, literally Canada. outside. Yeah. Tanner, where are you? I'm in the spare bedroom in my apartment next to my cat. It's great. And, I love it. And Jen? I am on my cozy couch. And I am in my car. <laughs> live from the Honda Civic Studios in East Petaluma. <laughs> because I'm I'm trying to escape my children and this is the only place that I found that's safe. And it's Dan's happy thing. place. <laughs> Literally this morning in the bathroom with the door locked. Boom, boom, boom. Ah! Ah! I felt like Shelly Duvall in The Shining. It was crazy. <laughs> have to deal with anything like that except for my cats keep fighting with each other in the middle of the night but i feel like that compared to what you're going through right now very minimal real stories from the team in northern california's country radio station jen dano and amber and tanner in the morning you are inside froggy 92.9 obviously we're meeting remotely uh, we're doing like a zoom thing right now because everyone's meeting remotely we're trying to respect uh, what's going on in the world and in Sonoma County. They've asked for social distancing. We are still using the studio together, but we figured being in the studio together at the same time is maybe not the best idea. So we're trying this. If it sounds like real crap though, guys, we will probably have to go back to being in the studio together. So, I mean. You can't tell me audio. what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Gross germs. <laughs> so the whole point of the podcast is we share one story from our real life one story from behind the scenes at the station. Just curious, if does everybody have a story this week? Did we want to do another uh, kind of focused conversation on something? What what does everyone bring to the table so far right now? Yeah, I can tell a story. Jen? I can come yeah. up with one on the fly. Yeah, I can figure something out. Tanner, since you're volunteering, why don't you go first? I have another challenge, and you all are going to roll your eyes at me. Are you ready for this? So I am declaring that until the kids of Sonoma County, until they're back in school, I'm going to grow out my facial hair and not shave it. No. It's going to be great. It's Honey, be great. don't do it. Can you, Hard can you see it right now? <laughs> look at that. Yeah, you look like you need to bathe. <laughs> I mean, I do need to bathe, but... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I saw your hair. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've decided that I'm not going to shave my face. It's kind of like a playoff beard. Like, I don't have any kids, so this is my way of sympathizing with parents. And putting something out there for me, parents have to deal with their kids being crazy all the time. So it's going to have a crazy growth come from my face. What's the longest you've let it go? I'd say probably about four months ago when I had that weird like chin strap thing, if you guys remember that. Yeah, that was awful. That was really bad. <laughs> I'm, 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 so I'm going to grow it out everywhere, but I am going to trim my neck. That's the one thing. I don't want to look that gross. You don't uh, want a Thomas Rhett neck beard? <laughs> yeah, or Luke Bryan neck beard. I'm going to avoid that, but I'm going to not shave until the kids are back in school. Well, first off, I love the bit for the show. That's funny. Mm -hmm. But second off, Jen, do you remember when I did this for one of the Sharks playoff runs? I do. Tell Tanner how it looked. Not good. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine you with facial hair. You've you've had some scruff a couple of times, Dano. It doesn't look bad, but I can't imagine you having like an actual beard. No, there's no, it's not, it's not thick and luscious like Brian Wilson's. It was mm. sad. Yeah. What's up with the men of Froggy Night 2.9 not being able to grow a beard? 
I literally would love to be able to grow one. I don't know that I would have it all the time, but it would be like a fun seasonal thing to like bust out just to be different. It's not. Y'all don't want me to grow uh, mine out. Uh, <laughs> Dano, do you want to join me with this? No. <laughs> Dano's already tortured <laughs> by staying home with two young children. That's true. Amber, what do you think of uh, of Tanner's idea to grow this out? You have to be in a studio with him. I don't really have to like look at him though. <laughs> so <laughs> the mic's like right in front of his face. That's yeah, true. But I kind of ignore it. I say you do you. Amber's seen me try to grow facial hair out probably five or six times. It always ends up being the same way where I just go where I just show up clean shaven and she doesn't notice. <laughs> that has seriously happened before he's like hey look at my face did you see and i was like no <laughs> did not tanner what does the other woman in your life think about this i haven't really asked her to be completely honest <laughs> she just she texted me right as we started this so i'm i haven't checked it yet so hopefully you're not in trouble or i'm not in trouble i don't I think probably, i have any copy due I, i'm probably in trouble she's a good 30 <laughs> feet or so away from me so <laughs> <laughs> so if we'll she, see what happens if, she demand, if your girlfriend Lindsay uh, who also works at the station on Farmers Lane in Santa Rosa she, sorry you like all those locators Amber you like really that's a new that's a new pillow sir what happened sorry he's what obsessed happened? with couch pillows did he try to eat the pillow yes he's trying to eat it currently stop you think having kids are bad ah uh, if if Lindsay if Lindsay demanded that you not do this, what would you do? I would say, well, you better find a way to get the kids back in school. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I'm sure she's fine with it. I mean, she's re- usually really cool about like these kind of challenges and stuff like that. She doesn't really mind. The only thing I can imagine is like going to a family function or have to go to something we dress up and I look like I have the state of Hawaii on the side of my face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's probably going to be till June is what it's sounding like, although it's at least April 30th. But I got to be honest, it feels like June or July. So that's going to be two, three months. I mean, if I check in in May and you're staring down at Gillette, I don't know. I, I feel like there should be some repercussions. Well, what do you think those repercussions should be? Because I do have to be held accountable. I can't just do a challenge that's a lose. You have to stand on the corner of farmers and neotomists in your boxers and do jumping jacks. For how, for how long? I don't know, like 20 jumping jacks. Oh, that's not bad. In high traffic time. Okay. <laughs> okay. But on the but on the dangerous corner though. Yeah, right on the dangerous <laughs> intersection. You have to eat hot sauce beforehand. I thought you said hot dogs. <laughs> well that that'll work. <laughs> like hot sauce while I'm doing it. Just chugging tapatio. Yeah. I, I mean I'm down. I mean, not to do that. I think I can make it until the kids are back in school. What's the longest this could possibly be? What, August? If they go back the next school year? Yeah, like mid-August. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Does the summer count? I mean... I was going to say, why don't you do it until maybe like the shelter in place is up hmm. instead of kids go back to school? That's tough, though, because I feel like the the shelter in place is going to be up. Uh, I don't know. It's hard. You can't really like guess what's happening with coronavirus. I like I like the but the the kids back in school. That's got a better ring to it for the radio. I agree. It feels like you're fighting for them with your stupid neck beard. <laughs> so I'm about I'm about two weeks in already. How's it looking? Not fantastic. Not like a beard. Like because like looking straight at you and your face, you like I can't see it. Yeah, if you. If you look at me, if you're short and you look up, it looks like I have something. <laughs> We're going to have to like find like a 
hair growth cream. I was thinking about putting Rogaine on what? it. You think that would work? I mean, you could try. <laughs> Rogaine does not work on the face. Well, Amber and I were talking on the show yesterday. Like, I'm, I'm getting all these targeted ads right now. That's for, like, beard growth and stuff like that. And it's very hurtful. <laughs> well, they're hearing you talk about it. I, that's, that's what I said. Yeah. I said people are hearing him talking about it. Like, he's saying... I really want to grow out my beard. And then they hear another person go, ew, but it's so patchy. So they know. Isn't that creepy? I really don't like that our phones do that. It is a little weird. We talked about that in a prior episode. And uh, did anyone end up getting the ads we were talking about? I think we had talked about Evan Williams whiskey. I never saw one of those, but I did see one for Bespoke Post, which is like subscription box thing. I did get an ad saying like, oh, millennials are waiting longer to get their children. Why don't you freeze your eggs? I've been getting that one a lot lately because I think we were talking about kids also kind of on the previous podcast mm-hmm. and also do they know my late 20s and i'm not having babies that's really specific and slightly rude yeah, yeah. slightly yeah all right well tanner's in on uh, trying to do this beard until the kids are back in school we'll check in when the shelter in place is lifted and see if you make it in time mm-hmm. uh, but you may end up with a, a thin forest by august or uh, september i'll volunteer and go next since it was my idea to do this whole thing on zoom so i'll jump in and i as i mentioned i'm live right now inside my car which i love my car i've not loved every car i've ever had but i do love this car one of the first i've ever really like been happy with and so i thought it would be a good opportunity for everyone to talk about since i'm in my car right now to talk about your first car oh lord no yeah yeah (laughs) what your first car was so i'll start my first car total spoiled brat in high school my parents bought me a brand new dodge ram pickup truck wow that's a sexy car i miss mine we drove all the way down to santa barbara to get it because i we knew a guy down there who could get us a deal drove it back up and i was so proud of that thing until i showed it to my buddies and i'm like look at my brand new pickup truck dodge ram 1500 he went yeah show me the four-wheel drive i went uh oh it's two-wheel drive and the whole time they just clown me for having this two-wheel drive truck i didn't know how to drive it right i was going through tires left and right because i was chirping the tires it got 10 miles to the gallon and then I ran it into the back of somebody on Rona Park Expressway and the drive. How old were you when you got in the wreck? 18, 17, 18. And uh, right there, right there by what's Shari's right now. It used to be Baker Square, Jen? Baker yep. Square? Yeah. It's right there. They, I didn't realize that that intersection stops up. If the next light is stopped, it just kind of backs into the intersection and is stopped. Mm-hmm. And I, I was trying to change lanes in the intersection. Boom, we were under the guy right there. Well, and back when you would have gotten into that accident, that overpass was the worst. Yes. It could take you 40 minutes to go over it. No joke. Dang. So they, over the years, they've improved it to where it's not yeah. as bad. It's still congested. But back then it was like, you could be, we're going, going, going. And all of a sudden you just see a brake lights. It, so Lots of accidents used to happen there. Was it notorious for car accidents and stuff like that? And being backed up, yeah. Yeah, we had one of those back in Washington. It was called Dead Man's Corner. Well, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. In Roanoke Park, Roanoke Park Expressway, if you go over like you were driving towards Target or the movie theater, right there, that first stoplight by like 
the Chevron Oil Stop and Shari's. Is that- are, like are you the- calling it Shari's? It's, I thought it was Sherry's, but obviously you guys are from here. It's like a pie place. I guess. I, I, I've been there one time. I think it's I thought it was Shari's, but it was Sherry's, whatever it is. They, they take a whole piece of pie and put it into a milkshake. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's across <laughs> the street from like Paradise Sushi-ish. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't, uh, Tanner, it wasn't until like a dead man's corner. We've had some of those, by the way, on 116. There was like a little cherry stand on 116 where people would like do a hard left into it and got a couple of people killed. 37 used to really be that way before we had a, a barrier. But it, but the truck just ne- literally never drove the same. It, it literally pulled to the left. Like even though I had it aligned and everything, it just pulled to the left for the remainder of the time I had the truck. And uh, even though it was still just a couple of years but brand new, I felt so bad about what I had done in that truck and how, um, I'm not disrespectful, but I just sort of expected they would, that they would buy me a new truck for some reason. And it just, yeah. it's just, it was a great life lesson to learn because I understand the value of stuff now, but it was a hard way to learn it just because I just had such guilt about the money they spent and how stupid I'd been with the truck. So that was my first car. Uh, Amber, what was your first car? My first car was an Infiniti G20. It was like a 19, no, a 2000. I was in the same situation with you as you. I had it for only a couple of weeks and someone T-boned me in it. Oh. It was so oh bad. So completely totaled it. And then somehow my dad found almost the exact identical car. Really? It was a year older, but it was still, it was silver with like the same interior and everything. And I had that car for a while and then someone cut in front of me in that car and I hit them. So the Infinities <laughs> did not have a good run. So that was my first car. Anything memorable happen in that car? Uh, besides the wreck. I mean, my friends and I drove around in it a lot. There wasn't much to do in Milledgeville. We went to Walmart. I don't know. Party. All right, Jen. Well, what about you? What was your first car? Uh, Well, we were poor as crap. And so I got a hand-me-down car from my mom. It was a 1986 Nissan Sentra Sport. It was ugly. It was white and it said sport on the side, <laughs> but it was, it, and it was only two door. So people had to climb into the back. They had those uh, in the back. They didn't have the roll down windows. They just like the back corner popped out. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Y'all might, Tanner's probably too young to know what that is, but everyone called it Jen's sports car because it said sport on it. <laughs> and I drove that thing till it like died, died. Like I, in the end, like the radio didn't work in it, which was like the worst. It finally died. I was in the Rohnert Park Library parking lot and I went to start it and like something in the engine straight up exploded. Oh my gosh. So it died in the Rohnert Park Library parking lot. Dang. But I mean, it probably had like 280,000 miles on there or something ridiculous. You got to respect that, right? Two hundred. Oh yeah. It, it did its job. I want to know because those... Sport cars. My wife used to have one. It was like a, a Toyota Camry, and there was like a power button that, like, it was such an old camera, but you press it for the power version of the driving. What were the sport features inside the hmm. car? Like, what made it sporty? I honestly don't even remember nothing. I mean, ha- it was just a junky car by the time I got it because it was in '86. And I got it in 2003. And then I think it died in 2005, 2006. In 86? 
sick. Yeah. Did it have those like seatbelts that went like? No, that was an. I think that was an Escort, wasn't it? Like a Honda Escort oh. that had the seatbelts that were like. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> this was you were you were hand cranking the windows down. Yeah. Like it, the car didn't even have like a cassette player or anything. It just straight up had an mm. AM FM radio. Good stuff. Did it? Wait, wait. You said it was a Nissan, right? Yeah. Did it talk? An 86, dude. It's not freaking Knight Rider or whatever. Listen, that. no, listen. <laughs> I'm not my, David Hasselhoff. My grandparents had an 80s Nissan Maxima that talked. When you my, my junky ass <laughs> Nissan did not talk. <laughs> When Do you I always hear it. these voices, Dano? <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear them in your car now? When you would open the door, it, there was literally a voice that would say, the door is ajar. The door is Dano, ajar. get in. I don't remember that now. <laughs> he falls in love like the movie Her. <laughs> anyway. Tanner, have you ever seen those windows that she's talking about, those pop-out windows? Oh, yeah. My grandparents okay. had those. Oh, okay. I'm sure that doesn't make you feel great. <laughs> well, and then uh, the other thing that sucked about that is that uh, clearly, again, old car, air yeah. conditioner died at some point. So right. you're sitting in this car in the summer. You can only roll down the front windows. And if anyone's in the back, they're dying. 2017 country summer heat. You know, got people passing out in the back. No, just <laughs> kidding. It was bad, but it was awesome. The pop-out windows, too. Like, you, it always would have made sense to me to have like the left side, meaning the front side of the window, be the part that pops out. Yeah, to get the air in your face. Scoop the air and at least go in your face. But instead, the back part popped out for like, I guess, aerodynamics. (laughs) And and so it's just like, you're just getting a wisp of like, what used to be the air that you should be able to breathe and make you cooler. It's just, it's torture. That was a a total nightmare, those windows. Yeah. Yeah, awful. Tanner, your first car. So I started with a 1998 Pontiac Grand Prix. It was one. It was also a sport. I had a Pontiac Grand Am and I loved that car. But check this out. It was a sport and it was supposed to be this really cool car. This was like the thing for my dad to be like, okay, son, I'm going to get you this car because I'm your dad or whatever. <laughs> and I was really excited about it. I drove it before I got my license, was really excited. Day comes, I get my license and I get the car. I go to the car and he goes, yeah, I let your uh, Uncle Ronnie borrow it, so sorry. The whole driver's side completely dented in. Completely. Oh. It was obliterated. Had to go in through the passenger side to go in. I, this car didn't have any inside paneling. <laughs> Instead of, was it stolen? I, I think it was, at the, <laughs> honestly. The inside paneling, you know where it usually has like leather or cloth or something like that? That was ripped off. It was just plastic. God, what the (laughs) hell did your uncle do? Like, what was he doing? Did he strip it for parts? My uncle tried to (laughs) race somebody in it. No! And blew through (laughs) a stop sign and someone hit him in the side. That's what happened. Check this out. Classic Ronnie, dude. Dano, you're a dad. Could you ever imagine giving your 16-year-old son a completely total car? The seatbelt doesn't work, by the way. And there's like a sharp thing just on the side poking towards your kid. Like, (laughs) at that point, I was shocked. 
No, I, I couldn't imagine that. But I mean, we are encroaching upon Mad Max territory here in the world for real. So, I mean, maybe if it comes to that, I might have to at some point. Probably. No, under normal circumstances, no. So I was on a first date with a girl in this car. I thought it was a good idea to bring someone. You took a girl on a date in that car? You're 16. You don't know any better. How'd it go? Yeah, did it go well? The engine just dropped. The engine the- dropped in the middle of the date. Yes. This was out. Dropping like babies, dropping engines. Yep. It, this was like 2.30 on a Saturday. And then I just left it there and I was like, well, it's not my name. I'm just going to leave it here. <laughs> And then I saved up and bought a car. You what? just abandoned Wait. that car? I just abandoned it right in the middle of the Ram in Tacoma. So what else could you do, you know? What? Wait, what did she say when the engine dropped? She goes, what was that? I, <laughs> said, I said, I think my car just died. And then her her, her mom had to come pick us up. Classic wow. first date. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's so what you that. What I'm trying to say is I was very smooth back then. Super. <laughs> back then. And then when I got, I got my like first, this was like a, within a month and a half of owning this car. Well, not even owning it, just using it. It might've been stolen. And then I bought a 2003 Dodge Neon that I didn't realize was a stick shift until I already bought it. <laughs> and so that was fun. I learned how to drive a stick shift in the middle of Seattle, which is kind of as hilly as San Francisco. Moo. Kiss me. It was a nightmare. Oh, hi, Moo. Jen, you have the prettiest cat. I know. She's so cute. I'm offended by that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hate your cat. I had a cat that looked exactly like Jen's growing up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as pretty, but it was black and white and had the big like spots on it. Her name was Mew. I love that. <laughs> so very similar cat. Sorry, Amber. May she rest in peace. Th- those are our car stories. Thank you for sharing. Uh, that's I uh, was not expecting a few of those. And uh, I can say for myself, I'm actually glad that I went through. I had uh, a couple other kind of crazy car stories, including one where I had to take off my pants. So I think you already told that story. No, no, I've not told the full story. I'll tell it someday, but I don't. I can't. I don't have time right now to tell you the full story. I think we story. might have to dedicate okay. the entire podcast to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll get to it later. I think those early car hijinks make you appreciate later on, you know, because I'm a perfect example. I got a really nice car to start. Well, first off, like, why would you ever buy that car to begin with as an 18 year old? I didn't need a truck. I bought way too much car. So I got what I deserved. And now that, now that I have the car that I have, I'm very appreciative of it. And it is spick and span clean ain't nothing broken. And, uh, I take very good care of it because I appreciate a hard lesson. Yeah. Uh, what's, which of you ladies would like to go next, Jen or Amber? I'll go. Mine is kind of about shopping during these times. We decided to, before the shelter in place was put in, to go to the grocery store, stock up on some things because the six other counties had been put on lockdown or shelter in place. I kind of wanted to like do the shopping when it was more of like, People don't know what's going on rather than shopping in pandemonium. Well, my mother-in-law was not all set. She's mid-70s, you know, so we've told her, you know, you can't leave the house. And so we went to Target and we waited. We drove into the parking lot. The line for Costco over an hour before it was open, and this is Santa Rosa, was all the way to Best Buy. Wow. And so we... 
Yeah. And obviously they're social distancing. So there is like four to six feet between people, but that's still a lot of people to be in line for Costco like an hour before they open. Black Friday when people are basically on top of each other. Exactly. So we did go in, well, we went and got in line at Target. And so we were almost to Kiwanis Springs. So we were probably like the 40th to 50th people that were in line. But once the door opened, it was like supermarket sweep to get to the paper towel aisle and like the toilet paper. And that was one of the things that my mother-in-law needed. She didn't have, she had one roll of toilet paper. That's clearly not going to last her. Luckily we were able to like secure toilet paper, but it was just like the amount of people. I feel like people are going every day right when they open and like getting one of each item and like stockpiling it. On the show, we had a uh, Tammy from Forestville. She called us when she arrived at a Costco and she was basically saying this place is a complete madhouse. It's going around the entire building. Yeah. It's, yeah. And they didn't even have any toilet paper when she got in. I understand people's like need to want to have everything that they need, but there's people that are going and like buying up everything. And I think it's a little insane. I have some just crazy photos that I've been taking from grocery stores that I've gone to. I've gone to Rayleigh's in Petaluma and it was uh, Safeway in Petaluma and they're just photos of the aisle and it's just a completely barren paper products aisle. It looks like the Grinch went through and took everything including the last roast beef. I mean, it's just literally like the wire left on the walls in one sock. It's just a strange visual. It's not the end of the world, but it's a strange visual. Some of the sections that are like wiped out, like I get the soap section and like the Clorox wipes, I guess I kind of get that. No one used this many Clorox wipes prior to four weeks ago. No one, no one was like, I have to stock up and have 75 tubs of Clorox wipes. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. And I use Clorox wipes a lot. I buy the five pack from Costco. It lasts. Everyone wiped out like the pain medication, like Advil, Tylenol. There's a lot at Target. Like, I don't know. Do you not have, like I buy the ibuprofen from Costco in the big two pack jugs. Like I have ibuprofen for four years. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I feel like people are being a little overzealous about it. No, I've been thinking about that a lot recently because how did the toilet paper pandemonium start? Like there's, there's no way that like everybody all at once was like, I need all the toilet paper. You know, I I think that like maybe they saw one person grabbing it and it was like a hive mentality or something. And everybody started grabbing it. I don't know. Because prior to six other counties that went on shelter in place before we did, I was like hearing that people were like going and buying up toilet paper. And I was like, that's really weird. And I have to say, I'm happy that some of these stores are saying, you can't return that. You're stuck with it. I think the thing is too, is that it became like such a big thing on social media and people were making jokes out of it. And that's going to completely blow it out of proportion. And I'm not going to lie. When I started hearing about it, I thought to myself, like, oh, I got to go get toilet paper. That has right, to be but, but is your garage full of, like, 27 things of Costco toilet paper? Because oh, that's what some people, not. Dano's is. But Dano's got, you know. <laughs> Connect. Dano, Dano's a bit much sometimes, y'all. Yeah. Dano, how many things of toilet paper did you buy? Uh, we're Please, judging. It's okay. Him. Don't say it. It's so much. 200 rolls. You yeah. bought 200 rolls? 
Damn. From like what a retailer. I was able to find a commercial supply company in San Francisco that does home delivery. And I 100% bought it legally. and uh, <laughs> Bought it legally. <laughs> it makes me feel good to know that I have that on lock. But, you know. For forever. But you never know. You may at some point need to use it as barter. That's a good point. I understand why one of the grocery stores I went to, there was a worker, bless her heart, because she's working in a hard time when she could get sick and she wasn't protected. But she said to another customer, she's like, it's the weirdest thing what people stock up on. I mean, we're all out of milk, eggs, and canned tuna. Can you believe it? And I'm like, that's the weirdest thing to you? Because that all seems like the exact apocalypse four pack like of course you're out of that stuff nothing that has people have gone crazy on that's like damn you didn't need that much smoked salmon i understand people's fear and desire to want to be ready i want to be ready but uh, something i've realized going through this is i stocked up on a ton of food and i'm like yeah okay i'm set not that much time has passed and that food is gone even my hoard of toilet paper that i have i guess you could say it's a hoard i don't know Meanwhile, Joe Exotic down in Oklahoma has 187 tigers. <laughs> not no more. <laughs> not, yeah, not no more. Uh, I've not, not watched that. I want to watch it. We won't spoil it for you. It's so but great. Dan, it it's great. It's interesting. It's Tiger I was gonna King say, Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Dan actually sent me the link to this company he's using to buy his toilet paper because... I was concerned I was going to run out. He's like, I bought 200 rolls or whatever. So then I went to the site and all over the place. It was like sold out, sold out, sold out. And I was like, Dan, you bought it all. (laughs) I can't get any. When is toilet paper going to be like a drug deal? Like, hey, I got that two ply. (laughs) At some point, Dan's going to make some money off this. Yeah. He's already got a trench coat that he has like. I imagine those like bathroom things that you hold toilet paper and he just like opens up his coat, just like six rolls of toilet paper. (laughs) Funny to me is I always have like had a ton of, I buy from Costco. So I've like been ready. So I already had a ton already. I wasn't down to like my last roll. Like I always get from Costco and have a decent supply. Yeah. We're the same way. I mean, there's also four of you. So yeah, it's interesting to see through this crisis like how many people who say that they're like living like you always hear like oh i live paycheck to paycheck well they also live like roll to roll because i think that there's a lot of people who just literally like i need this right now i'm gonna go buy one you know and they go to the freaking 7-eleven and get it or whatever and so this idea of like stocking up because stuff runs out is like new to them i mean i was honestly like that until i moved here and got a costco membership Oh, you're the one. Amber, you're up next. What's your story this week? Okay, so I'll, I'll play off you guys and uh, talk about grocery shopping or Jen specifically. I told a story on the show, but I, I omitted some details. So here's the full story of my trip to Safeway this weekend. I'm on Mendocino. Boyfriend and I went to Safeway to get food to cook for the rest of the week. And we haven't really been stocking up. I mean, we stock up for the week, but not like, let's buy all the ground beef because we'll be stuck in our homes forever. Because I'm sure that Sonoma County will give us a warning if they're just going to lock us down. But we went to Safeway. We're like, okay, let's get some microwavable rice. We go down the aisle. We're looking at the rice. And this girl comes out of nowhere. And she's like, oh, yeah, microwavable rice. You guys know where it's at. 
And we were just like, yeah, it's like really cool. Like it's great. And she's like, oh, I love microwavable rice. Woo! Like she's super hyped and lit over this microwavable rice. <laughs> God and bless her. Like, I know she's just like, this is all I have, but like, it's still great. Like you guys know where it's at. Like she kept saying that about the microwavable rice. And then she just like completely abandons her <clears throat> grocery cart, not buggy. Uh, buggy. And she's like down the aisle and like, I hear commotion going on, but again, trying to pick out my microwavable rice, get out of Safeway as fast as possible. And then Cole goes, he goes, Hey, Look at look at microwavable rice girl down there, and uh, like look, and she's just like by herself, just like dancing, pulling like the Elaine from Seinfeld. She's just like, oh yeah, and like there's no music playing, so I'm just like, what is happening? Trying not to look at her, but I can't help but not look at her. And then as soon as I turn away, I see her in my peripheral vision just fall and bust out. And then oh, she no. goes, and then she goes, oops, I fell from dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh. And then she got up real quick. But it's, so I was like, it's not like I could go help her or anything. And I just like want to know her story. Like, who is she? Why was she dancing? You know, like, why was she so hype on microwavable rice? She looked like, you know, a fairly normal girl like in her 20s and just to be hyped she's probably been to like 53 stores and can't find anything yeah yeah she's just delusional at that point Mm -hmm. like doesn't know maybe is and when we talked about this on the show it's almost a sense of relief that someone is like having a good time in a store (laughs) like anytime you go to a store right now it's masks gloves everyone's serious if anyone Cops, someone gets punched in the face, and to see someone dance in a store, I bet that was like nice to laugh for once. Hey, maybe she didn't know like what was going on because she didn't like even seem to like care that she was close to other people. I, I think she may have been on something, Amber. I mean, that's that <laughs> she wasn't, but that, that sounds like I she don't may know. Have, sounds like she may have been uh, flying high. The only way this story would have been any better is I got the rice cooking in the mouth. <laughs> 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 Amber, what did she look like? Can you describe what she looked like? Uh, she was like fairly tall and skinny and she had like brown hair. I feel like I'm describing Jen, but like <laughs> it was not. Thanks Jen. for saying I'm skinny. <laughs> no, she had like brown hair and she like had it up in a book. <laughs> feel like I'm still describing Jen. It was me. I was on some edibles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really remember other than that. I shouted her out on the air. I was like, hey. Thanks for being funny. <laughs> I love that. Was she young story. or was she an older person? She was young. She was probably in her 20s. I would say like early to mid 20s. She's just living her best life with her microwavable rice. If only we could all be that way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, we've talked about uh, some of the craziness and the zaniness uh, regarding shelter in place in Sonoma County. I have something I want to share with everyone because we've made a commitment to our listeners. If you leave us a review... On this podcast, on the Apple Podcast app, we will read it on the podcast, shout you out, and let it live in infamy. And I want to let everyone know, we got another five-star review this week, and it's three paragraphs long. Oh, Oh, dang. Are you ready? Ready. The title is, hashtag therapy is wonderful. 
This is Christine from Sonoma County. Thanks to this quarantine, I finally had the time to sit down and write a review for my favorite podcast. I have a lot of podcasts in my podcast library, but Inside Froggy 92.9 is the only podcast I listen to religiously, if I'm being honest. I love listening in the car, in the office, while I'm writing papers, etc. Feels like I'm still hanging out in the studio with you guys. While you all deserve a lot of credit for what you do, Amber and Tanner deserve another round of applause for making it through their first year in Sonoma County and still wanting Mm -hmm. to stick around. (laughs) if they only knew (laughs) you guys have done a tremendous job and i love listening to you guys on the mornings that i wake up before 10 a.m i'm really lucky to know all of you and i'm happy i still get to hear y'all on the air and hopefully listen to new podcasts during this insane time christine the intern oh yay love her that's so nice christine she's so sweet i thought it wasn't real at first that you wrote it dan but uh, now it's real. Now I know it's real. <laughs> um, I'm showing it on the Zoom. Thanks, That's Christine. awesome. Shout Christine's out. fantastic. Uh, that really made my yeah. day. The day that we're recording this, tomorrow is Amber and I's one-year anniversary of launching. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a thing. Crazy. That's a thing. <laughs> we were, like, talking about some things we can do, like, before we got on this call. And I was like, man, I wish we had, like, more time to, like, curate things but we've just been so distracted you know covering coronavirus and this pandemic yeah we're gonna have to do a big bash at some point when we're allowed to have more than 10 people in the same space can we talk about the fact that amber and tanner sent a lovely email that said like hey our first year anniversary is coming up we should do a listener party on april 1st at the <laughs> street Works. and then i was the wet blanket who was like hey uh coronavirus will probably still be going by then so no and we were i don't so- remember this dan uh, doesn't let us have any fun <laughs> i remember being naive and being like it probably won't last till then yeah. <laughs> so- oh God, i don't even remember Congratulations on one year, and uh, that, that might be a whole podcast episode next week, uh, The talking about your first year in Sonoma County, because there were some trials and tribulations. But, it was wild. I can see Amber's face right now. <laughs> it was we'll a wild up. ride. <laughs> we'll wrap up, and uh, if you want to be like Christine from Sonoma County and get your podcast review read, you just got to leave it for us, and it has to be five stars. If it's four stars, you get deleted. You aren't allowed to listen anymore. But if you have five stars, you can keep listening and we'll read it on the podcast. So you can only do that on the Apple Podcast app. That's the only one that allows reviews. Um, another thing we ask is that you tell a friend. If Christine, if you're listening to this and you're freaking out that your name just got said, thanks. Appreciate it. But hey, tell a friend. How many friends have you told Christine? What have you done for me lately? Lately. What have Christine? you done for me lately? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Name the song, Tanner. What have you done for me lately? Artist. Madonna. <laughs> no. Whitney. You're on K hits. Whitney no. Houston. Jen? Dan, do you uh, know? I know what it is. I don't know it. Amber, do you know it? Isn't it Paul Abdul? No. no. <laughs> it's Janet. Is it Janet? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Amber, Amber, you're like, oh, Terry, you'll know this song. <laughs> Look, I was pretty close. All right. So make sure you tell a friend about the podcast. And I think this went all right on Zoom. And uh, we'll try to not make it sound like Zoom's a sponsor of the podcast. There might be another sponsor of the podcast coming up here rather soon. But more on that later. Thank you so much, everybody, for checking it out and sticking with us through a very weird time. We hope to get back to you and have studio quality mics again someday, but for now, this will get us by. 
and keep your distance from me, people. I don't want to see you anytime soon. Okay. Not a problem. Bye. Inside Froggy 92.9 with Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. Hit subscribe now if you haven't already. And stay up to date with the team on Instagram or Facebook. Follow at Froggy929. Inside Froggy 92.9 from Amaturo Sonoma Media Group.